Welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show with Landon Witt. You're about to learn hyper-local market knowledge happening right now in the Oklahoma City real estate market. Landon is a genuine, self-made top realtor in Oklahoma City with millions of dollars in real estate closed every year and hundreds of satisfied clients. He's top-rated by sites like Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, and Homes.com. He's actually been there and done it. He's a successful investor, property manager, and residential broker who's worked with clients from all over the globe to help achieve their real estate goals. Whether you live right here in the city or across the country, welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. Here is your host, Landon Witt, with this week's Daily Market Update. Welcome to Episode 8 of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. I'm Landon Witt, license number 174290, brokered at Metro First Realty. I've got an exciting guest today, Micah Sims, on the show talking about her rookie year, a very successful rookie year. Uh, I think from the time that she started just last year to now 38 homes sold. That's crazy. Awesome to see that. She's going to comment on her buyer experience. So you want to know what's going on on the streets of Oklahoma City right now. Uh, You need to talk to a successful buyer's agent. Uh, She's also a listing agent doing pretty well there too. All right, so that's coming up in just a second. Want to talk about the market this week. 84 homes sold in the first week of July. And again, our metrics are 10 miles from the city core. Oklahoma City, downtown, and then 10-mile radius. And I do that because I want to keep a very steady metric of what the metro is doing. Um, The city of Oklahoma City is really large. So we limit that down to that 10-mile radius so that we get a good feel for what the metro is doing. That's where most of the Vogue houses are anyways, the stuff that we really want to see. The median square foot price of this last week uh, was $96.77 cents per square foot the average okay that includes some of these mega mansions that we're going to talk about in a second um selling uh at let's see average 102 per square foot 102 and 92 cents average square foot average days on market for the first week of july 30 30 days on market average. That's looking great, guys. I'm really excited about the 30-day um, period. That's uh, that's about right. So after a month um, on the market, uh, getting that offer uh, and then being able to close. Um, one of the things, too, uh, so you'll notice 84 homes sold in the first week of July. As we get towards the end of the month, like the end of last month, I think we're in the 200 um House is closed. If you close a house at the beginning of the month and you have a bank loan, uh, you have to pay the prepaid interest for the entire month. Whereas if you only close at the if you close at the end of the month and you only have one day or two days before the month's over, 
you only have to pay those two days of prepaid interest. So if you're trying to keep your closing cost to a minimal, or if you're up against a deadline, or you just have a tight budget that you need to fit in for those closing costs, because there's a lot of expenses when you buy a home, uh, you want to look at closing at the end of a month versus the beginning of the month. So that's why you see a lot of realtors use the strategy to close at the end of a month. So you'll see like 84 homes this week, and then you'll see it gradually climb as the show goes on. I'll report next week. You'll see that climb. So that's why that's happening traditionally. Um, and then also, too, you, if you can close before the seller's last mortgage payment is due, they will take your offer over another offer because, hey, that's another 700 or $1,400 that you're going to save them that they won't have to worry about. So um, I want to mention this Sunday we have an open house coming up that's we're doing something different here. Um, Steven Sewan, who's a local recording artist that's just growing uh, his influence pretty rapidly, just a, a great sound um, artist. We'll play a little clip. Listen to him there. You gotta love Stephen Salwan. He's gonna be live this Sunday at our open house at 2550 Northwest 21st Street, along with Jessica Tate, John Roos, and Ty Kelly, uh, contributors to the Paseo Art Festival. So they're gonna be bringing their art there. You can check out the canvas work that they're doing. John Roos does some incredible stuff with electricity and wood, combining those together and creating interesting patterns. And then Jessica will come back over and do artwork on top of the natural electricity movement. Um, so it's really interesting. Uh, come out. You can chat with them. That's going to be at 2 o'clock on Sunday, July 15th at 2550 Northwest 21st Street in Oklahoma City. All right. So moving on to the number or the house that I chose this week that just hit the market under 500,000. Again, I try not to be influenced by who the agents are because I'm really just looking at, I want to provide you guys a house uh, that is of interest uh, in the price range. This one's on the market at 284.9, uh, so 285, and it has a double, uh, two-story, multi-story porch or deck on the back of the home. An interesting thing, I remember growing up, my parents bought um, a home that we lived in as a primary dwelling in, in Canyon Lake in Texas, and it was a three-story home, which was crazy. The master bedroom was on the third floor, and it had its own deck there, and and, e and the second floor had its own deck, and then there was a porch there. So it really, it had three decks on this home, and I remember one night... Um, being out on one of these decks and, and, and in the lake, it, there was, you could just see the stars for forever and seeing this meteorite like coming across the sky. And I mean, I mean, it was like, I could see the smoke coming off this thing. I mean, it was just crazy. It was like, you could almost hear this thing and, and just, uh, you know, beautiful green colors coming off this. And I just good memories, uh, on, on the deck. So when I see something like this, 
It makes me smile. Um, 1800 West Park Place. That is listed at $151 per square foot. It is actually registered as a five-bedroom, three-bath. So if you are a large family or maybe a person that's got a side business or a office space you need or you're looking for a creative space in your home or some or a yoga studio or something like that where you need extra bedrooms this is a great option for 285 uh, again that's 1800 West Park Place in Oklahoma City Oklahoma for the under 200,000 price range for this week 2139 Northwest 13th Street in the Young's Inglewood edition is listed at 189. There is an open house on Saturday uh, this week from 1 to 4. So you can go to that and go to our live performance of Stephen Sale Juan and not worry about missing these open houses. This one is unique. I picked this because it has a New Orleans and farmhouse style combo going on. It might not be for everyone, but man, a lot of cool colors going on uh, with the house, the carpet. If you're into um, different patterns, uh, some of these carpets that are in, <laughs> in the bedroom are like luxury grade um I don't want to say casino, but certainly New Orleans has casinos. But you've got just interesting artistic edge here. And I do love that there is a large, like, warehouse-style garage in the back. It's two-bay garage. Check through the pictures on that one. Maybe even schedule a showing. That's a four-bedroom, two-bath, 2139 Northwest 13th Street. Good stuff. All right, so before I get out of the market and into the news, I want to mention the award-winning highest per square foot of the week, 322 and 46 cents per square foot total sales price 1.3 million dollars that was 1624 Westminster Place uh that was a brand new construction closed by Christy Turrence's buyer um of Remax good on her that's exciting she's she's very happy and her, her buyers I'm sure are happy um they constructed this new home in in Nichols Hills Really a beautiful home, a uh, 4,000 square foot home. Again, that sales price of $1.3 million. That comes out to $322 per square foot. Again, you can check out pictures online by just Googling 1624 Westminster Place in Oklahoma City. Pretty cool stuff. Okay, on to the news. We've got... Bridges, tunnels, oh my, oh my. We have finally figured out a schedule for the pedestrian tunnel connecting Bricktown to the Santa Fe station. This is an interesting project. Um, if you go on okctalk.com, you can see a good picture that they've done of an aerial view. But basically, you have the Chesapeake Stadium 
um, where or the arena or whatever they call it, where the Thunder plays, next to the Cox Convention Center. This would be leading across the railroad tracks from the Cox Convention Center to Bricktown. Um, this would enable a pass-through traffic for pedestrians underneath the railway, which if you're not from here, or even if you're from here and you're just like, watching Instagram TV all day, we have lots of trains, okay, lots of trains. And if you live in Edmond, you really know about the train horns. Uh, but it's impossible to cross these tracks during the busy times, which seems to be all day long. Um, so, And it's dangerous, and people can twist their ankles, and, and you don't want to cross railroad tracks. That's not a good thing. You've seen the movies. You've seen, uh, the, yeah, I'm, I don't want to get into that. But So they're going to dig a tunnel underneath the tracks here and add a pedestrian tunnel to Bricktown. Um, that is uh, not a cheap project because it also includes the Santa Fe station on the other side, uh, a renewal project. So that's a $28.4 million estimated job. And that's going to be starting in August. So if you see the construction around the Cox Convention Center, that's what it is. It's a tunnel, a boring tunnel through underneath the railroad tracks. Good stuff. Um, parking. If you've ever had trouble parking in downtown Oklahoma City, you will understand why parking garages are now a hot commodity in downtown Oklahoma City. Um, a couple of the parking garages are actually owned or managed by um, the, the government, okay? The, um, what is it, the Oklahoma City Parking and Transit Authority, something like that. Um, what is their name, the official, I forget what the, it's C-O-T-P-A is their call sign or whatever. I think it's the city something parking administration. But anyways, it's a government organization that helps facilitate parking uh, planning. And a couple of these parking garages they've owned and they manage and they're paid off. And they were actually making about $3 million a year in tax or fees to, for parking. Well, they've, um, uh, they're set to sell some of these parking garages. Um, uh, one of them, a $22 million sale of the Santa Fe parking garage to bank first bank first. Now will have that garage for their, um, tenants of their, uh, bank first building. So interesting stuff. I think it's the, the Santa Fe garage, the Karchmer garage and what is the other one? I think those are the only two. Yeah, so two large parking garages, and then there's another one that they're building. It's like part of the the new convention center, uh, like a $252 million project. Um, crazy stuff. Who knew parking was going to be such a big deal? So if you start to see the parking situation being rearranged downtown, you'll understand that. This is all great signs for the economy, right? So when a business, a big corporation like Bank First, is buying parking garages in, 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 in preparation for expansion, that tells me when a large corporation with large investors with big money behind it is, is buying more parking, that tells me the economy is headed in a direction where they are believing we're expanding. So I think you heard me on last week's show talking about more people moving in. It's good stuff. Another uh, exciting uh, possibility, soccer stadium planned for far north Oklahoma City. This is going to be part of the Chisholm Creek development on the south side of Memorial Road between Pennsylvania and Western. 
This is, they didn't say who this facility was for. They just kind of kept it as an unknown client, but we all know who it is. It's the Oklahoma City's professional soccer team, The Energy. If you're into soccer, you probably know about The Energy. Um, Great shows, good stuff. Um, They are talking about building a new facility that will house their games as well as other events. Um, Seating capacity would be between somewhere between 5,000 and 10,000 seating capacity. That's that's a pretty good event. Uh, The property is like 13 acres um, and very near an 80 acre park being constructed by the city to the south. So that's some some cool stuff. So if you are into soccer, you might want to keep up with that. Oklahoma City Energy um, are owned by Prodigal LLC, which is headed by Bob Funk Jr. Excellent name. My name is Bob Funk. Just call me Mr. Funk. All right. Micah Sims, our guest on the show today, you are going to love her. She is a doll. Wait for this. Micah Sims, come on in. Okay, so Micah, thank you very much for coming on the show today. I know that you've been super, super busy lately. Um, just phenomenal success. I know a lot of real estate agents that would love to be in your shoes, you know, just starting off. So I think, I think really you have, have done such a good job. I mean, uh, I think you've been in real estate since 2017, uh, the end of 2016, winter of 2016, and then uh, started January uh, 2017, really hitting the ground and have closed 38 transactions just in that time period until then, until now. So you've really had some experience like really growing fast, and I think part of your customer care experience has really led to the word spreading like wildfire. Um, For those that that maybe have not bought a home before or maybe haven't bought a home in a while, or maybe those sellers that are getting ready to show their home, can you you spread a little bit of light on what that experience is like as a as a buyer in today's market? I mean, what is that? I mean, you're out on the streets every day working with these buyers. Uh, can you shed a little light on what that experience is like? I mean, what's a showing like these days? Sure. Thank you for having me, Landon. Um, well, you know, when you meet somebody for the first time, you don't know anything about them. So really building that relationship and finding out why they're moving and who they are is really essential to just building a relationship to find their dream home. Um, if you if you know more about the people, then it just, you, you can narrow it down and find the perfect home for them. Um, going on a showing tour or just a tour, um, we, we look at the area first of all, and then once we get there, we really build that relationship. So we talk about, um, what they're doing for a job, why this house, why they like this house, um, And we talk about the age and, you know, the demographics. But most importantly, we need to find out why they're moving and who they are. So um, just that experience is enjoyable. And then we don't spend a lot of wasted time looking at homes that aren't going to be important for them just because of the relationship that we have now and who they are. That really does make a big difference. 
So when a buyer comes to you and says, hey, Micah, I'd, I'd really love to find a home. Here's what I'm looking for. Do they generally have a good idea of what's on the market already? I mean, I know a lot of our buyers are going online first and, and, and experiencing that. So are they coming to you kind of with a good idea of already kind of some homes that they've seen? Or are they just blind? Or what's, I mean, what's the current market? Most of the time they have an idea of what they already want. So uh, that starts a conversation in itself. And really that's just about the area and maybe how many bedrooms or bathrooms they need. But it's that first initial meet. When you meet somebody, it's so much different because you're inside the house and they don't even know that, you know, the things that are important to them, their hobbies and things that they're, they care about do make a difference. And so, you know, when we go to that initial home, it, first of all, they liked the, the location. But now that we've talked about their um, the things that they like to do, maybe they want to be next to the water. Maybe they like to be next to the airport. Maybe they travel and they need to be by a highway. That just opens up the conversation and it really does target that perfect home. Uh, it makes... You know, so it, it's different. That first initial meet is definitely about the home that they've already chosen. And then after that, it's the special characteristics about who they are that makes their home so special. Mm, that's so good, you know, taking that extra time. And, and also, you know, I, I want to bring that up, too, because there's been a couple of buyer interactions where they might have kind of raised that eyebrow saying, you know, why are you asking these deep questions about me, you know? Um, and I think those are very important because when you're making a decision like buying a home, which is arguably the largest financial transaction someone will ever make in their life, it involves the entire person, not just about, oh, well, we need more square foot size or, oh, we need a fenced in yard for our dog. But what does your lifestyle consist of? What do you do in that home? And what is your relationship in that home? Do you have a, a spouse that really enjoys making elaborate breakfasts and you want to have a breakfast nook that you guys can enjoy together. Uh, I think it's important to ask those questions. I think in today's society, we're so fast and we're trying to do stuff quickly and we're trying to check the box off. Okay, I need a home, check, that we often forget that our environment plays a key role in our lives. So uh, it's really cool to hear that you're you're stopping and taking a moment to really learn who your clients are. I think that's really led to your good success. Um, do you notice a trend right now in the market? I mean, who's your who? What would you say is the 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 biggest price range that's just super selling right now? I mean, where's your hot price range? I really think that the hottest market right now is from. 159 to 230 um, reasonably the payment is very affordable um, as long as the area that I focus myself in those seem to be a really popular area now those that price home can be different in different areas because of the taxes of course but um, I think that's safe to say. Uh, I have a couple of listings that are, um, you know, in the 300, and and they're not moving as quickly. Um, but I think that's a safe assumption. So you said your area. Um, what what's your focus right now? I mean, where do you where do you spend a lot of your time? I know you've been 
working a, a neighborhood um, around um, the expressway yes. recently. I've seen you do a lot of work over there. Can you talk to me about what's happening near the expressway? Well, um, I love all of Oklahoma, but really that area hits home for me. I find a lot of people um, saying the same thing. They want more space. They want to start a family. They want good schools, that, that sort of thing. And I feel like in that area, we have large homes that are affordable, that, I mean, the payments are affordable. The area is just so convenient. You know, the expressway will lead you anywhere. And the schools, academically, uh, Putnam City High School has more scholarships going out of, um, out of it than any Oklahoma City public school. So that's, and then there's the charter schools that are right in that area if you don't want to go to the middle schools. And then the elementary schools, they're excellent as well. Um, but I really, really love the size of the home, and they're not cookie cutter. You're not finding those, um, the same houses all over the place. They're all different, and they're all beautiful, and I, I just love that area. I really do. Mm. So just to give listeners a more specific, so we're talking west of Lake Hefner Parkway mm -hmm. until about where on Expressway? I would say... Um, about council, council seems to be a splitting off point where you can go to Yukon, Mustang, Piedmont, and it just kind of starts to change there. Um, I like that area, um, and it's all becoming new. Uh, when you have development, the taxes start to change. So the prices start to change. So when you start getting around that area, the, the, the whole dynamic changes. Um, but I certainly don't hesitate to go out that far. Um, I just always seem to have a passion for that area just because when people say, you know, I want the most for my dollar, mm -hmm. then sure. it seems to really be in that area. And it just, it, the homes are beautiful. I mm. mean, they really are. And then you've got the lake and it's so convenient to all the restaurants and shops and it's established, you know? Mm. So You nice. know, that that is a good point. So uh, home shopping, we, we often forget about the taxes, right? So much of that um, plays into what your actual monthly payment's going to be. Absolutely. Whether you have an HOA. Is there a, I don't think there's any HOAs really much in that area. Is there, there is. Okay. Um, there's Landsbrook, and they have walking trails, tennis courts, swimming pools. Um, they have... Uh, Walking, I already said that. Uh, parks and it it is an H, there is an HOA there, and depending on how big your property is, it can start about two eighty, and it's a year. Two eighty a year. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. So um, yeah, there are some areas over there that do have. Um, HOAs. That's and really folks, that's the HOA Homeowners Association, and that kind of helps maintain the quality of the neighborhood. The HOA prevents architectural changes that may affect the value of your home. So things like paint color, if somebody wants to paint their house neon purple, 
the HOA would then prevent that from happening because <laughs> nobody wants to live next to Barney's house. Um, so, you know, things like that. Um, if your lawn gets out of control or you try to build a shed in your front yard, um, that's stuff that the HOA would say, nope, nope, can't do that. Uh, and the purpose of that is to make sure that everybody's property values aren't affected by individuals' decisions in a negative way. So uh, some people may be annoyed at HOAs and say, why am I getting a letter about my trash can being out uh, two days after trash has been picked up? Uh, and it can be frustrating when they get come after you for small stuff, but keep in mind that is keeping your property value high. So that's the purpose in it. Well, Micah, I know uh, you are a busy woman and you've got to get to, to appointments today. Thank you for taking time. Thank you. Uh, we're going to continue to keep having you on the show because I feel your input is very, very valid. I think you come uh, a good angle right now about where the market's at. People love you. Your reviews are screaming. Um, I, I, I really like to see that. And um, you're doing great work. Please keep it up. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about how to get in touch with you and if they want to work with you, how, how they go about doing that? So I'm an agent at Metro First Realty here off of Britain. <laughs> and my email address is MicahSellsOK. That's M-I-C-A-H Sells, S-E-L-L-S-O-K at gmail.com. Well, there you go, folks. If you're interested in working with one of the top agents in the town who cares about you and your family's future, you might want to send her an email to start that discussion. And that concludes Episode 8 of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. If you got any questions, comments, or concerns, or want to hear something specific on the show, please email me at landon at okcreal.com. Wherever you are, wherever you're listening, you have an excellent day.